How about the episode that one that never takes off its bandana? <laughs> Do you watch the second disc in any from any of them? I didn't even Netflix the second disc of any of them. No, no okay. If you net, yeah, there's no point there. Yeah. There's a great outtake though, and almost every single film Depp loses that. It's the whole bandana dread uh, like rig up thing, you know. Um, yeah. And so he's coming out of the water. Does he lose his hair too? <laughs> his actual hair is still there. Uh, but no, but like the whole thing is pretty much a wig. Like you've never seen him his real hair, right? Right. Um, but he's coming out of the water. This, this is from the first film. And he's hit, like when it's still lovable. And he's hanging someone a knife or something. And he's like, here, take this. And that's the line. <laughs> but, he, but at the same time, his hair's falling off. So he goes, oh, and this too. And like hands them that set. Of, it's really <laughs> that's awesome. Um, but anyway, okay. Um, I noticed we never see him without the bandana. And when uh, the fourth one came around, when he had that other wig on, I was, and he's taking it off, I'm like, this will be the, the moment. But no, he has the bandana on under the judge's Underneath, wig. Right. And I was like, okay, I guess they couldn't rig up actual hair. Because, like, like I said, it's all attached. It's like wearing a hat with like a mullet attached to the back of it. I mean, I'm sure they could, but they're like, ah, it's too much his look now, you know? It's too, right, right. It's what people want. Yeah. Um, did you read the interesting trivia that the like the dark eyeshadow, which is what like made all the women want him and whatnot, was by accident pretty much? Because they were shooting the cave scenes first in the first film. Mm-mm. They had to uh, highlight his features because they were shooting in the dark. And what they ended up doing was, like, when they turned on the lights or whatever, they thought the makeup looked really good. So that was the makeup that stuck with Jack Sparrow. Oh. The entire yeah, it's kind of interesting. Interesting. So wait, did they have dark makeup on the other characters in the cave scene? I assume so. I don't know much about makeup, but if you watch those scenes, I bet their features are... What is mascara? Does it bring out the eyes? Is that the whole point of mascara? It makes me sexy. It makes Ryan sexy. Mm-hmm. I actually bottle. bought a bottle. Yeah, it makes Ryan sexy. <laughs> what, bottles of mascara? It won't be right? used for me. Uh, yeah, right? Bottles, sure. That's so. Okay, anyway, uh, 93, the episode that... Uh, wait, did we already do this? So, Ryan, yeah. the, uh, it's been, I think, what, two weeks since we've talked to you guys now, right? Yeah, Three? it's been a little bit, and we were a little late in this episode, so it's been a week and a half. Wait, two week and a half? Two week, two and a half? Two weeks and a half. Two weeks yeah. in, a, in a third base? Four, four, four um, hold on, That's wait. Four. Critical and number 92 came out on May 11th, so yeah. Yeah, almost it's a month later then. Almost, it's been three weeks. Three weeks, okay. So three weeks later, and uh, the way that works out is basically that was a week to make it through each of the original Pirates of the Caribbean films. We've wait, we've seen what ten hours? Is it ten hours of Pirates movies? Um, well, the first one. Oh, actually, I know too much about this. The first one is a little over two hours. Um, it comes to I think like two oh seven, something like that. Right. The second one's um, two and a half, right? Second one's two and a half. So it's now like, we're four uh, and a half. Two, and then the third one is four, four and a half days. The third, the third one's one almost is almost three. exactly three hours. Yes. So now we're and at then, seven and a half. And then because this was a big point of most critics' reviews, I read the uh, fourth one is two hours and seventeen minutes, which makes it the second shortest of the series. And that was part of the original. That was a, the part of the initial plan. That, like Johnny Depp wanted that to happen. So apparently. almost ten hours. Yes, almost ten hours of pirate films. And uh, if we were like teenage girls, we'd be in paradise right now, I assume. Or if we shopped at Hot Topic. <laughs> right. Uh, because I think people like bloated run runtimes for these films, just not us. I definitely people uh, who I asked about the movies before I went to see them uh, all said like 
it's too long. Like every, pretty much everyone's always said it's too well, long to me. Uh, let me. Uh, we uh, we'll get to I guess the actual films in a second. But I want to go on record as saying that I never really liked the second and third film. But at the time, everyone was digging them, and you know each one set some sort of new box office record too, right? Well, if you were talking about what a great series it was, and I feel like now time has passed. Like the thing has become that the second and third one were not good. Now everyone seems to say that. Well, now see, this is what happened. It had Matrix syndrome, uh, and I've fallen prey to this before, and I fall prey to a little bit in this case as well because if you do like a lot of setup in your second movie that isn't going to be paid off into the third movie, as long as you sort of end it well enough, you can give the second one a lot of credit, assuming that everything's going to pay off in the third one. Right. Uh, which I think is what a lot of people did, uh, and then when it didn't pay off, they just say, oh, I hate the third one. But then now, looking back in retrospect, wait a minute, I hated both of those movies. Yes. Well, the, the second one, for what's worth, they did a, no one remembers this now, obviously, but they did a great job of keeping that whole ending a secret. No one knew that until it actually came out and they saw it. Everyone thought it would pretty much be a standalone film, even if they knew there was a sequel in the works. Right. They didn't know they'd be connected in that way. And so when that ending happened, I think a lot of people got excited. They're like, oh, Barboza's back now. This is like super exciting right here. Which was while, great. While Logan, though, sitting in the theater was actually disappointed because I had paid to see a whole film, which I felt I did not see. There was way too much left hanging, I thought. Um, I was... I didn't feel quite as much that way. I felt like there was... They... They didn't really end anything, but at least, much like the uh, first part of the seventh Harry Potter film, they did sort of have an emotional wrap-up to it. Uh, yes, you know, I, I The build-up to Depp's character dying was really good, and that did feel like an ending. And I felt the characters did arrive at different places than they started at, so yeah. there was some sort of circle there. Or, uh, not, not, yeah, not, not a circle, because they would have been back where they were. Right. Um, but uh, the first one, which would have been okay with me now, I think about it. Uh, but the, uh, no, watching it the second time, I do have different feelings on the second one. I think knowing where it was headed, I was more comfortable with it, I think. Um, while the third one, I just was still uncomfortable the entire time. But we'll get to that in a second. So basically, four pirate films for you guys uh, this week. Um, starting with Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Curse of the Black like, Pearl. Remember all these. Um, do, we, do we need to bother with plots here for these? Yeah, because then I, we can point out how it. stupid they get. Okay. <laughs> we won't well, have to bother for very long, because I, I can't tell you what happened in the third one at all. Yeah, I don't even know if I can, that's what I was about to say, can keep up with the second and third one so much. Uh, but I could pull the, did we use the bit from a few weeks ago when I was reading from the Entertainment Weekly where Jai Depp pointed out that he didn't see the second and third one? Did we already use I that I think we already said that. Okay, good. Because his quote pretty much said that he, even he did not know what was going on most of the time. And he pointed out to the director who said he didn't know either and that they should just shoot it the way it is in the script. Man, you think and that boy, did they do that. For as much as they shot, for much, as much as you must have shot for... Basically, if you count the, two, the second and third one as one giant story, for as much as they would have shot for a five-and-a-half-hour movie, I assume there would have been a way to go to the editing room and make it more coherent. Like, play with what you have a little bit and make that streamlight that stuff a little more, you know? Well, this series, I think, is really close to the original Star Wars series as far as plot points go. Explain. And the making of a trilogy. And I, remind me, because we'll hit on that as we go through the film. But first of all, let's talk about Curse of the Black Pearl. Well, Curse of the Black Pearl was the movie that made me go, oh, come on. Because surely we're not going to make a movie based on a Disneyland ride. I was like, with you. Surely that's not where we are in, in, uh, in our lives at this point. Hmm. Um, and I went and saw it, and I was surprisingly impressed by it. Uh, it is a cool, swashbuckling, standalone pirate story with uh, reasonably interesting characters. Mostly, uh, mostly sort of a by-the-numbers, uninteresting um, love story as, as the focus. But dressed up real nice by some awesome pirate action, a great villain in Jeffrey Rush, and, of yes. course, the standout uh, sort of sidekick, semi-hero, mostly comic relief character of Jack Sparrow, played by Johnny Depp. 
Now, here's a, a weird thought, Ryan. Can you think of a world now without the pirate films already in them? Because I'm trying to think back of what I, what it's like. Entire existence. What, you know, I was trying to think back to what it was like before uh, I saw Curse of the Black Pearl. Like, were people excited for this Giant Depp performance, or was it basically just like was Giant Depp? You know, obviously people knew who he was by that point, but was he as big as he is now? Because right after that, he made Secret Window, and of course, no one went out to see that so much. Um, do you I, do you see what I'm saying here? Did I... you know back then Depp had this in him before uh, Willy Wonka and uh, Alice in Wonderland? He started doing re- these really eccentric roles. I think that well, Johnny Depp's always an eccentric role. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. I think Edward Scissorhands that sort of thing. Yeah, too. I think that he Edward. I think that he um, was Tim Burton film already. Yeah, very popular, already very well liked and respected. Already had a lot of fans. Definitely was already a box office draw. But when uh, Pirates of the Caribbean came out, I think that was when people started saying, you know what, I will see anything that Johnny Depp is in. Like, okay, you got me, guys. He saves movies. I guess what I'm saying is what was what packed the theaters for the original Pirates of the Caribbean? I Honestly, you know, word must have gotten out that he was doing this amazing, amazing character of Jack Sparrow, which is true. Um, but why did – like, I remember seeing – I remember being on vacation with my parents upstate New York, Ryan, an absolutely true story. And we were like, let's go out tonight because it's the opening night of Pirates of the Caribbean. And now I can't think why. Well, you first of all, it was just billed like crazy as a huge uh, tentpole like, like summer, film. summer film. Like okay. it was a big Disney push. It was a blockbuster. Everybody Disney. knew about it. That's one. Disney, you're right about that. Yeah. Two is Johnny Depp. Like you say, it wasn't quite as much of a box office draw at the time, but very still much of a box office draw. Keira Knightley was more of a name at the time. She totally was, and so uh, Orlando Bloom was coming off of. Was this at post uh, Lord of the Rings? Yeah, this was post Lord of the Rings, right? And so there was still that hype for this new kid. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you're kind of right about that. So this initial cast made it because none of this. I feel like what pushed the second films were the previous film that came before them. So it was I'm people to you want to fuck like. the movie. <laughs> that's why. Oh my god, Johnny Depp. Don't mind if I do. I believe that's the only reason I saw Secret Window. <laughs> that's right. Just you didn't. You thought it was a totally different Secret Window that you were going to get to see. <laughs> that I was hopefully going to be able to crawl into. into his, uh... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, but no, I, uh, okay, anyway, long story short, uh, also, once you got in there, too, sure, I, I remember coming out of the theater, my only complaint about the film was I thought it was a bit too long, mm-hmm. uh, there are parts that, the whole him getting stuck on an island, I thought they could shorten a lot of that, mm-hmm. um, but, the, we had this really cool thing going on with, uh, Aztec Gold, and for some reason, that was nowhere near of a stretch, like, I could go with that, because they seemed to be in a very realistic world other than that, yeah. and it was cool, and they became these, like, cool-looking skeletons, too, with, like, ILM effects. Because you have pirate curse makes sense. Like yeah, that, exactly. That, right, that makes perfect sense. And like looking back, that is completely logical in comparison to what they've given us since then. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, no, I, I, you know, I walked down. I said, "Hey, the only problem I find that movie is it's a bit too long. Like, I, I, I can, I don't have a, I can't really see myself watching that movie again only because I, I had to sit down for a while to get into it, right? But um, let's. It, yeah, I agree. I had the same problem. However, uh, it does something really right in that. Uh, it's sort of a just an okay movie, and then it feels like it's going to end in one of those battles towards the end. And then it's like, wait a minute, guys, we can do this a better way. And then it has its like next 20 minutes and then ends. And it's like, you can't do that forever and have six endings. But if you do it once, that's usually a really satisfying thing to do for an action movie, I find. Exactly. It's that the final you, got, you got the rush of an ending, and then they're like, no, well, let's go for that final push. And they really just kind of push you through that last ending. Exactly. And it worked really well in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were a lot of uh, great characters that were introduced, and you, I, I guess I, I shouldn't say introduced, because at the time we thought that was it for those characters. Mm-hmm. Um, we were having a great time with that. Uh, and it ends on this like really high note where you're like, yeah, there could be sequels, and if so, like, where's Jack Sparrow off to now? What great adventure will he get himself into this next time? Right. Uh, unfortunately, the next adventure he gets himself into, he's really not that even into. 
because uh, he really just kind of like stumbles through the rest of these films, uh, excluding the fourth one, which we'll get to. So, really quick, let's just say the plot of the first one is that uh, uh, Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley are not pirates, but they get involved with a pirate who's Johnny Depp, who, uh, for reasons that are complicated to mention, uh, is sort of, they're all three kind of on the hunt with this evil pirate, uh, played by Jeffrey Rush, Barbosa, who is looking for, um, well, he's looking for the last, me- the last descendant of one of his crew members who uh, they all the crew got cursed and now they can't eat or drink or have sex or enjoy anything because they're evil pirates uh, or evil skeletons. In, the, in a Disney movie. In a Disney movie. Um, and they, in order to break this curse and not be immortal, terrible beings anymore, they have to uh, return all the last pieces of Aztec gold they stole along with uh, sacrificing some blood from the uh, crew member who, of course, the blood you know, runs in the veins of its descendant. So they have to find the descendant of this crew member bleed into the thing, throw the coins in, and then they will break their curse. Uh, meanwhile, they are basically threatening the lives of these, of these people. The descendant is actually Orlando Bloom's character. For a while, they think it might be Keira Knightley's character, but uh, they are mostly... Uh, they're going to basically kill everybody uh, once they and break the curse. And all these characters are fun for certain reasons, and there's just enough Jack Sparrow to not be too much, I think. He's like the, he's the seasoning in the first movie. Yes, exactly right. He's not the main, uh-huh. uh, main dish. But it's a good time, I think. I, uh, I give Pirates of the Caribbean a 7. Mm-hmm. Um, watching it, rewatching it now this third or fourth time uh, for the, for this podcast, I was going into it thinking it's gonna be a lot higher. Like now, in retrospect, I know what came after this, so I have to rate this one higher. But I still think it, it holds this true step. It's a good film. It really is. I gave it an eight. I bet we pretty much agree on that. Yeah. Um, well, I think uh, that was two thousand three. I think mm-hmm. two thousand three. We'll say. Yeah, um, somewhere around there. Yeah. Well, two thousand five brought us Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Man's Chest. Um, which I remember seeing the trailer for in theaters and being excited. They used some great uh, Jack Sparrow moments. Uh, we got to see other characters from the first one, and there was um, this like uh, cool-looking thing in the trailer, at least, of them fighting on this big rolly thingy yeah. as it goes through the jungle. Um, and there were hints at the swashbuckling, swashbuckling mm-hmm. uh, fun of the first film. Um, and I got into the theaters, and it's instantly Empire Strikes Back, Ryan. Uh, where you know that that happy ending of the first one? Well, no, it turns out it's not that happy after all. Because we open on like pretty much uh, Will and uh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, yes. Yeah, so we open on Will and Elizabeth's wedding day, mm-hmm. um, and it's already not going as planned. It's uh, it's actually it's raining, and we know that's a bad sign. First of all, um, but also all the uh, characters are in trouble for their actions at the very end, which we thought were just level and goofy from the first film. Right. Uh, and from there. For, to, to, with really no explanation, the East India Trading Company is suddenly in control of the entire British Empire. Yes, yeah, so they're like, hey, remember when we were mentioned one time in the first film? Mm-hmm. Um, now we're in control of everything, and um, I don't care uh, what station you are in British royalty right here. It, it doesn't matter, because we're arresting all of you guys. Right. Um, for helping Jack Sparrow escape in the first film. You all remember that, right, audience? Now, the guy who is actually in control of the East India Trading Company is only looking for Sparrow to get his compass... Uh, which, which we saw him skip. use comically in the first film. Uh, for like one line pretty much establishes in the first film the compass is broken, which I think is interesting because in the later films it doesn't matter who holds it, it's obviously not broken. Well, um, they just say it doesn't point north. Oh, do they? Yes, they always they say what's use is a compass that doesn't point north, and Gibbs says it's useful if you're not going north. Uh, I don't remember this. Yeah. Um, see, I thought that was, once again, Johnny Depp's uh, quote from the same article, uh, that they had to invent a trilogy out of nowhere. And it seems like that's what they did. Like, oh, they, they did that. Yeah. Elements, yeah. And they just kind of like added a good example of the third one is the, the guy's eyeball, I think. 
Oh, which so makes absolutely so annoying. no sense whatsoever when you think about it, too. Uh, especially since he was not with that character at all <laughs> through most of the film. Well, really. we'll get to that in a second. There's plenty yeah. of other stuff that anyway. makes no sense about that. Okay, so what what can we remember of the plot of the second one, then? So in the second one, basically, uh, they lock Elizabeth up, and the guy from the East Indian Trading Company says, listen, if you want to clear your names, go find me Jack Sparrow, yeah. or at least his to compass, Will. Right. to Will, he says this, and bring him back. So Will goes out looking for, uh, for Jack, who is actually... He's uh, oh, he's just escaped from prison. Which is all clever, and so far along the lines of the first film, for the for the most part, I guess. Right. He escapes um, with a drawing of a key that he's looking for, uh, for we assume because it's the next big treasure. So now, so far, everything's going great, Logan. This oh, is a great no, setup. This is a great setup, yeah. There's a totally believable excuse to bring these characters back together, and Jack Sparrow is looking for treasure again, and it makes total sense. Then, let me explain what happens. So, Jack Sparrow is the captain of Black uh, Pearl at this point, this ship from the first movie. It's everybody loves that ship. Everybody always wants the damn ship. Can't stop talking about the ship. Really, yeah. It's probably just as good ships out there. Anyway, uh, Jack Sparrow is hanging out in his ship, totally cool because he's the captain. Then he sees the ghost, well, not the ghost, I guess. He sees actually embodied uh, yes. bootstrap Bill Turner, who was mentioned Mention as... Right, as uh, as Lando Bloom's father's uh, character. Now, this actually got me thinking, why didn't I think about this before? Because if he's cursed, he must not be dead. Like, I actually never thought about that. But they didn't mention that, right? I thought he just had to, like, walk the plank or something in the first film. Well, yeah, but remember, they so were immortal they say- at the time. They were, I'm so- oh, really? Well, yeah, because remember, yeah, they got sense. cursed, yeah, they yeah. were immortal, he was upset about it, they made him walk the plank, but yeah, he can't die. Which makes total sense. Now, of course, they actually returned all the gold, so he shouldn't be immortal anymore. But he has mortal now. And point being, when he was asked to walk the plank, um, he was in terrible pain because he was drowning, but he couldn't die. Davy Jones shows up. Now, here's where we start getting straining the believability. Now, it's yes. believable that in a world full of pirates, there is the occasional very little-known mythical magic where it's like, okay, it's accepted that usually there isn't magic, but okay, sometimes there's Aztec. That makes sense. So that, that's pirate relations. I, like, I see that in a pirate world. Okay, yeah, go ahead. However, to assume that Davy Jones is an actual existing tentacle beast who rules this weird uh, ship that like is in charge of dead people, and that that's just a known thing, and you can meet him as a pirate and make deals with him and it not be weird, right. now we've gotten to a sort of a whole other level of, of, of myth here. As a descendant of pirates the world over, I like to point out that we never actually thought Davy Jones was a real person, okay? Right. It's just a clever thing we said that made sense. Now, when he was in the monkeys, he was a real person. That, yes, minus, right. Minus the tentacles, of course. Right? Now, to be fair, he was only monkeying around. Yes. <laughs> um, That's what he's there to do, though. Right. He's not trying to put anybody down. Yeah, right. Um, this Davy Jones is putting people down, Logan, because oh, no. we learned that the whole... Uh, He's also a great British actor, just like the, the real yes. Davy Jones and Monkeys. Okay, I'm sorry, Bill Nighy. <laughs> That's where it is. Character It'll actor be. Bill Nighy, who is robbed because his character never does get to do anything. Exactly. And for, like, one time in the movie, we actually see him, too. Right. Um, without the CG face. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, Davy Jones, it turns out, uh, who is... I, he is... We don't know much about him at this point, but he's a mythical evil pirate creature with a chain-ganged group of immortal pirates. Uh, who are forced into to to service. I guess that's what chain gang means. Yes. Okay, press gang, press gang. At and, that point, it's it's still logical. There's so much more detail into this. There's like super contract stuff that gets very complicated. But go ahead, yes. Right. This is where the plot starts coming really fast, and you kind of have to stop and try to figure out what's going on. Because apparently, uh, Davy Jones gave, um, gave Jack Sparrow the Black Pearl, the ship, which is the fastest, most awesome ship ever, as they keep telling us every 10 seconds. He gave it to him. And uh, he said he could be the captain of the spare of the of the pearl for 13 years in exchange for Jack Sparrow, then serving on his boat for a hundred years. 
Yes. Uh, which is kind of a weird deal to make if you're Jack Sparrow. But Jack Sparrow thinks he can talk his way out of everything, so I still buy it, okay? Okay, so do I. So now, he arbitrarily, well, I guess it's not arbitrary because it's been 13 years, but it still mm -hmm. feels arbitrary. Uh, Bootstrap Bill Turner just shows up to, I guess, warn Jack Sparrow, also seems arbitrary, um, that Davy Jones is now coming for him. His time's uh, almost up, yes. His time's almost up. He gets a black spot in his hand. He knows that Davy Jones is going to come, force Jack Sparrow to serve on his ship, the, uh, the Flying Dutchman. Oh, jeez. I'm learning right now. This I've is like this three, three minutes now. into the yeah. film. Uh, right. this is not, yes. and, so, and this, right now, I'm still okay with it. I'm like, all right, if that's the plot and of this film, I'm with you. Yes. That is only the first tenth of the plot of this confusing-ass <laughs> film. Okay, why was his heart in a chest buried on an island? Well, let's, let's get to that. Okay. So that that's what the key Jack has yeah, is for. Right. It's a key that will open a chest. They don't know where the chest is yet, but they're going to find it. They open the chest, and theoretically, Davy Jones's heart will be in there. Now, here's where it starts getting super confusing. No, okay. Because, go on. Go ahead. I'm sorry. All I was right. going to ask, like, how? What was the lead in? Like, well, how did that even happen, though? Okay. Davy okay. Jones was in love with a woman. We don't know who it is yet. We'll find out in three, well, okay? We're, I think we're told that it's the goddess Calypso, correct? I don't know if they mentioned Calypso yet. Okay. But okay, let's say we know that. So, we, yeah. it's Calypso. Now, right now, now you've also introduced gods into the yeah, mythology. Yeah, gods at that. Right. Uh -huh. Greek gods, I believe. <laughs> yeah, um, And so this has all become Clash of the Titans all of a sudden, basically. Yes. But, Which is kind of what it, what it always threatens to become with people like enlarging themselves and everything, and then it just never pays off. Yeah, that is... Oh, we'll get that in Like, There's a crack and Oh, it's dead. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the crack entirely. Okay. So, Davy Jones... The, the timeline of this happening is the, one of the most confusing parts of the movie. But at some point, Davy Jones is in love with Calypso. Calypso... I guess he's already doing this job. I don't know if he died or what happened. Well, when you take the job, that's when they cut your heart out. Well, I feel like he was the first... No, he didn't... It wasn't because of that. He took this job ferrying the dead to, a, to from land of the living to the land of the dead but okay. uh then at some point either before or after that calypso like broke his heart cheated on him didn't love him something like that he was so distraught that he cut out his own heart and put it in a chest and buried it so he would never have to feel the pain of so wait, this heartbreak presumably why does Will turner have to do that in the third one then it makes no that's because he set a precedent i guess it makes no <laughs> sense sorry guys sorry, sorry. did it once Okay, I thought that was like something in the contract of being the new Davy Jones. I guess it kind of is now, but it doesn't okay. make sense that it was before. Well, regardless of whatever, I feel like we just need to skip ahead at this point. <laughs> but basically, this there's is a like five chest. seconds like, into the film. Yes, yeah, his heart's in his chest. They're all racing to get it. Uh, racing being the East India Trading Company, uh, run by the British. Um, uh, Jack Jack Sparrow, because he's made all sorts of like crazy deals now with different people. Um, and then, oh, this seems like there's someone else, too. Will wants it for different reasons, too, right? Right. See, now, it's this is where dad. the movie gets super muddy, and this is the biggest problem with 2 and 3, and actually 4 as well, is that there are no, the, the character motivations are very unclear. I don't know what anyone wants at any given time. Their objectives constantly shift from scene to scene. Exactly. The weird thing is they never stop running. Like, they're always moving after whatever, like, you would think you would know what they want because they're always moving after it in the right. film. The thing is they always seem to be after something. Um, that they either get right away or it's completely unattainable, and so because that they're all going different directions. We do um, should we should say, basically you're right. Yeah, Jack wants to get the heart because he thinks he can stab the heart, kill Davy Jones, and get out of his deal. That's right. Um, it's kind of minor in comparison to other things going on. But. Yeah, Will wants the heart. He thinks he can stab it, kill Davy Jones, and get his dad free from the chain gang. 
Uh, also, he wants to bring Jack back, et cetera, et cetera. Norrington, if you might remember from the first movie, uh, the which was... Oh, the I forgot he shows up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's in love with Elizabeth. He shows up, and he comes back in a cool way, but then they kind of waste his whole character. I follow this, yeah. Um, he wants the heart because he's going to bring it back to East India Trading Company to get his commission back, and the East India Trading Company wants the heart because they think if they have the heart, they can control Davy Jones and rule the whole sea. I don't know how that works at all. Just by having Davy Jones's heart, you suddenly control the sea. Yeah. It's or true. even him. I don't get right, it. Right, yeah, which they seem to do at some point throughout the film, or the, either the first or the second or third one, I can't remember. They bully him um, around arbitrarily until he just decides to stop it and take the heart back, and it doesn't make any sense. Meanwhile, they go and visit Voodoo Woman, uh, whose uh, name escapes me. Tamba um, Flamba Flamba. This is, to me, when the film really started like heading south. I was like, oh, whatever film. Um, and she, the first time she kind of helps out, she's like, here, take this dirt with you, Jack. Um, and she gives them tips as to where they may be Didn't heading next. Didn't pay off at all. No, it never does, yeah. Um, anyway, she gives them tips as to where they may be heading head next, right? Uh-huh. And then at the end, after, let's see what happens where all the characters end up. Basically, Will sees Elizabeth kiss Jack, um, and he gets all sad. Meanwhile, Elizabeth is only kissing Jack to handcuff him to, so he'll go down the ship, thus saving Will and her and a bunch of other people. Right, so now, Kira Knightley has now committed murder, which seems incredibly out of character for her. Yeah, it really does. All of a sudden, she can fight really well, too, and then, like, there's one line where she's like, oh, he taught me before the wedding, apparently. Right. Um, which, she, by oh, the way, she killed the guy who saved her life twice in the first film. Sorry, yeah, right, right, true. Um, meanwhile, Jack escapes from uh, the how he's, like, tethered to the ship, or he's chained to the ship, I believe. Uh, right as the Kraken attacks the ship, and um, apparently he gets eaten by the Kraken. Kraken controlled by Davy Jones, a big creature. Yes, who, I guess he kills him after he eats... Jack, does he no longer have a use for the Kraken, or did they say that East India people... The East India tr- Company, after getting David Jones's heart, kills the Kraken off-screen for no reason. Yeah, we don't see it. Okay, anyway. Um, uh, only because it looks cool washed up on the beach, I think. Yeah. Uh, and so that is pretty much where everyone ends up in the second film. Now, they at the very end, they head back to Voodoo Woman, um, and they say, uh, hey, you know, Voodoo Woman, we do all this. Uh, and where do we need? What do we need to go to? Where do we need to head to now? And she's like, "Oh, you need to head. What, what you need to do first is get Jack back because you were an idiot and you chained him to this thing and killed him." Well, basically, uh, they they don't have do a goal at that point. Well, they, no, she tells she's. They're like, "Listen, we we uh, we need some. If they need something, I think they actually say they need Jack back." And they're like, "Well, to, she's like to do that, you have to go to at like at World's End." She puts that line in there right away. Right. Um, but to to reach that, you're gonna need. Um, Another captain or something? Basically, uh, you're going to need a captain who, who's been to the other side. Yeah, which I... Um, and here he is coming down the steps right now, uh, introducing from the first film, Captain Barboza. Jeffrey Rush's character, which is a great reveal. And he uh, comes, Which is a great reveal, but... Oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. He comes down the stairs and immediately says some snappy line like, Where's my ship? And then eats like an apple, which was a big running gag of the first one. He never gets his apple. Yeah, and it appears in the fourth one, to my delight, too, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, okay, yeah, so, and then we go to end credits. Now, um, that's a cool reveal, but it's also where they, probably what should have been the, the, the end of the second act or something. Exactly. <laughs> All this could have easily been the first yes. 30 to 45 minutes of the movie. Now, my uh, initial rating for this uh, was a 4. Um, time has treated it better in my head, though, because I know what's to come, and I've given it a 5 the second time around. All right. Uh, and- Let me just run, I have, I made some notes. Let me just run down yeah. some of because this thing is so complicated. I want to make sure I get a couple things in, even though we can't get to them organically, because it's such yes. a weird fucking thing. So, biggest problem, other than the motivation with the characters, is none of this action seems organic to any of the premise. Even if we understood what the, plus, the premise was, it just seems like a bunch of random fight scenes and running around that actually don't accomplish anything. Yep. Uh, it's just a lot of confusing plot elements, unconnected action sequence. Um, two, I know it's the same director, but it suddenly turns into a slapstick comedy instead of like a grand pirate adventure. Well, he also, and this is the problem with the third one, too. He's a good director. I think uh, Ring, uh, 
like the ring is a good example of this. There's some great like moments of like there's some great moments in the ring, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some great moments in the first part of film too. But I feel like he did not have time to do any of that because he's too he has to like film this 217 page script, right? Yeah. And so he's too busy moving around everything to do any cool shots or do anything exciting with the film. Um, I, I think that's kind of a problem there with the second third one. But no, okay, yeah, you're right about the direction too. Well, coming off what you said there, there are entire scenes that are useless. Uh, there's this whole scene where for, we set, it's not like this is the reveal of Jack Sparrow. It's, if it was the first time we see Jack, it would be a fun thing to do. But the right. first time we see Jack in this movie is that he's breaking out of prison in a coffin, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so that's a great, yeah, that's great. That's when the film is still good, yeah. Then Will says, I have to go find Jack. When he finally catches up with Jack, Jack is being held captive, kind of, on a cannibal island. And then yes. they just, oh, there's like goodness. 20 minutes of that, and then they escape, and it actually doesn't move anything forward. They don't learn anything new. They, it's just how Will reunites with Jack. That whole scene and, could have easily been cut. Exactly. And there's a like, weird backstory there, too, uh, to like the inhabitants of the island. And there's also, that's when the slapstick is like way too over the top for my enjoyment. Yes, Johnny Depp has a pole attached to his back, yes. and he's fighting with watermelons, and it makes no uh, sense. That's, uh, that's, I'd forgotten about that whole part of the movie, actually. Easily anyway, go ahead. Uh, this film desperately references the first film in a very pandering way, where every scene, the first 30 minutes of the movie, literally every scene contains a line or reference to the first film. Like, where's yes. the rum? He breaks the candlestick. The dog with the keys. Think joke about leverage. Captain Jack Sparrow. It's getting really, really like embarrassing to watch. It's like a bad fan fiction. Not only that, but it's making you remember how good the first one was. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I already said that people's goals change too much. I don't buy Kieran Knightley killing Jack. Uh, David Jones doesn't get to actually do anything. So I'm like, well, maybe he will in the sequel. No. Um, and as the movie gets on. Uh, goes on and on. It gets progressively more boring, and I stop caring about it because I'm never given something solid to hold on to to care about. There's a peak at the end, but once again, it should have been the second act of the film, probably. Exactly. But that peak of Jeffrey Rush coming back actually got me excited. So I gave this a, a four. No, I'm sorry. I gave this a six. I, I was, okay. Yeah, I gave this a six. And that doesn't change at all in, 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 in like knowing what came out. A after. little bit, it does. I, I feel it's like a this... little high. I feel like, uh, well, I mean, you know, a six from you and a five from me works what we're supposed to be. Yeah. I feel like this should have been lower from you because this is an example, example of what we were talking about where they didn't even make a complete film so much. I thought is there about enough that, there we thought but there I thought there was enough there because I feel like Jack dying and all that stuff, there was sort of a nice emotional ending to it. The arc, and also I had the advantage of being like, well, in one second I'm going to put another, the next disc in. So I wasn't ever feeling like, you know, if it was a year, I might have been more upset. Weird thing to affect your rating, right, yeah. Uh, but also, do you see the, the like, Empire uh, stuff coming in here? Like, we have our, like, Han Solo, who's yeah. out for the count for now, mm-hmm. and that they're going to have to go and rescue in the next film, like, you know, Into the Belly of the Beast with, like, Jabba the Hutt Slayer and whatnot. Um, I totally see that. There's Yeah, there's a lot going on, which, uh, and, like, and I think Empire was, I don't want to say it was my least favorite Star Wars film, because we all know that's not true. Um, but I, to me, it was never as cool, awesome as everyone said it was, I guess. Um, I, I don't know. I still have to stick with the original here. There were. But, they, it there gets was, a six because there were fun parts of it, and there were clever yeah, there were. scenes, and there were some very interesting. Like, the whole idea of being. of the Davy Jones thing, and Orlando Bloom being press ganged, and meeting his father. Like, a lot of really good ideas. Like, solid ideas that could have actually been three separate movies. Yeah. Um, and really cool scenes, and Jack Sparrow's still cool, and that kind of thing. That's why it gets a fairly good rating, and I'm like, alright, well, maybe they'll clean up all that plot stuff in the next one, you know? Well, not really. No. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean, well, they, I guess they tried, but they could have tried in the second film, too, I feel. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, we open, with this time, we've now learned that the East India Train Companies, for some magical reason, after Pieces of Eight, 
that whatever they're after is not even what they think they're after. We find out at the end of the movie, too, which is also pretty dumb. Because um, they have these coins, and we keep seeing these coins. We think these coins are important, but then mm-hmm. they just drop out from the movie completely. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, they've, uh, they now have Davy Jones' heart um, from the second film. And uh, the confusion starting to set in with all this. Do you, do you have detailed notes on what plot points actually happen in this third film now? Yeah, but they're going to get hazy because okay. we open up with basically people are getting hung. Everybody who's a pirate's condemned because East India Trading Company is now taking over the seas. Pirates are completely out. There's a secret meeting uh, uh, between, well, basically Jeffrey Rush and Keira Knightley's character show up. First of all, it's just unclear. Why are Keira Knightley and Will still fighting for p- the pirates? Like, I understand they kind of want to get Jack back, but if... Yeah. She's the one who killed him in the first place. Anyway. Why, why is he still mad at her, though, about all that? Um, because basically, he's. it seems like he's really mad for the kiss, if anything. Yeah. But why wasn't she just like, oh, I just did that so I could change this to the ship? Or is he also mad that I guess he tried, she tried to Well, she, he doesn't yeah. know she was the one who tried to kill him yet, so there's okay. sort of, nothing is really yeah. being explained. But they talk to this other pirate, this uh, played by Chow Young-Fat. Uh, and they're, oh, I forgot about this too. Yes, yeah. this is really the opening of the film. Yeah, that is like when I was at the end of that movie, I was like, that was this movie. Like that was three hours ago. Right. Anyway, so so far I'm with you, movie. I'm like, all right, this is weird scene with Shaolin Fat. There's a fights thing. That's cool. Just I'm giving you full you know opportunity to redeem yourself. Introduce yet another character that's not going to really pay off in any way. Exactly. And then Jeffrey Rush starts talking. He's like, well, as you know, there was a meeting of the nine pirate lords and the nine pieces of eight. And I was like, I am checking out. There's yet another plot element, first of all. Second of all, they they talk about how they need to get Jack back because he's one of the nine pirate lords. Okay, first of all, Jack... Known to be disreputable even among pirates, he's a he is a he rarely has a ship. He gets marooned by his own crew. He's not one of the fucking pirate lords, yeah. and especially Jeffrey yeah. Rush isn't because at this time Jeffrey Rush would have been Jack Sparrow's first mate. A lot of the pirates in the first film didn't even know who Jack Sparrow was. Exactly, I mean, it's like now he's he's like one of the pirate lords, right? Exactly. But uh, the Barbosa thing is more important to me because it's like he was Jack Sparrow's first mate. He went, he would never have even been a captain during this time. So how could he be one of the pirate lords? Exactly. Right, right. Okay, well now, Ryan, it's about to get a lot worse, though, okay? Okay. Because they made the mistake of actually and honestly killing Jack Sparrow. He's now in Davy Jones' locker, which looks a lot like the Badlands of Utah. Right. Um, (laughs) For some reason, he's in, like, a weird acid trip scene uh, that really goes on way too long and does not need to be anywhere near, I don't want to say detailed, anywhere near as in-depth as it is, maybe. Could have easily um, been cut in depth. Yeah, but basically there are in depth Johnny Depp. Yeah, that's it, there? There's yeah, I like it. Uh, but basically there are a lot of um, you, you do win for bad puns in the show. <laughs> I know there are a lot of there. There are a lot of Jack Sparrows now for some reason, and it's okay. If, it's actually not okay. I didn't like that at all. But what makes it even worse is they carry it throughout the film too. Yeah. Um, it just like they take it out of the locker. It makes it, it makes it even nuttier. Um, but not only that, the whole I don't know what's going on in the locker, Ryan. For some reason he. Being in Davy Jones' locker is being stuck in a desert with your ship and a bunch of rock crabs. Mm-hmm. What, what does this even mean? And why are the crabs helping him get his ship back to sea? Well, uh, my sister on? actually explained that to me because I brought up the same point. I'm like, what is this bullshit? And Ashley pointed out that the rock crabs don't appear until uh, the rest of the crew, including Calypso, get there. The, cl- the crabs are actually being controlled by Calypso, who brings the thing. But So well, we should go ahead and reveal that that voodoo lady was actually Calypso, it turns out. Yeah, well, yeah, we won't learn that until the end of the third one, um, which is also incredibly dumb. It's like they needed a reason to work her in. Uh-huh. Um, oh, that's so stupid. Uh, anyway, uh, so, well, okay, one line would have simply explained that for us, um, because the way it is, it's pretty dumb, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so the crabs bring 
the uh... so basically they they all have to get in the ship. Jeffrey Rush takes them to the land of the dead, which he somehow knows how to get to, even though he was only cursed to being immortal. He was, well, I guess he was dead. Yeah. Apparently, there really is in this now magical, completely magical, made up world a world's end, where if you go far enough, you actually fall off the map, which is what they do. Yes. This isn't, yeah, this isn't some, like, spell that Barboza casts to get there. It really is just the end of the map, apparently. Yeah, and you can find people who are dead, get them on a ship, and take them back. And back. As long as you know the secret way of doing it, which is to go up to go down, I believe. You gotta go get, down. yeah, you gotta get up to get down. To get down, um, which is also incredibly dumb. And all this is just a huge waste of time. You wonder why they even bothered killing him in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives them a chance to do, like, one cool, like, ghost in the water thing and to explain that Elizabeth's dad from the first and second film is now dead. Jonathan uh, Price is again, great in these movies. Let's yeah, he is. He is good. Once again, like, the, the killing of the Kraken, uh, um, apparently it's way too interesting to be actually be in the movie. Because uh, he's just like, oh, I died, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. But they finally do get back, and now the action's about to start, but not really. No, uh, they get back, and they're, and I, I am at a loss as to what they even are planning to do. Uh, and I'm actually, I, I really did kind of check out. Like, I could not tell you, like, sometimes Johnny Depp is hanging out with East Santa Training Company, sometimes Orlando yes. Bloom is, sometimes Keira Knightley is, sometimes they are uh, all on the same ship and totally getting along, sometimes they're enemies. I don't quite know whatever is going on. They're all making backroom deals with each other that they're yes. all not serious about. And the actual overall goal is very unclear. But it's I think everybody they seems will. to be trying to get to this meeting of the Pirate Lords because in a crazy, even more mythical outlandish thing, the nine Pirate Lords used magic to imprison the god yes. Calypso into Which a human skin. form. Only brought up five minutes before they actually meet, too, yeah. in the film. This was years uh-huh. ago. Apparently, Jack Sparrow never mentions to people that he was part of a secret cabal that captured a god at one point. Yes. Um, and, and with Eclipso being captured, apparently, it was a lot easier to to rule the sea or something like that. And um, we don't find out until later that this voodoo lady actually is Calypso. And they want to um, set her free because they think if they set her free, she will help against the Cynthia Trading Company and let them have the seas again, which is – I don't know what their logic is on that. Um, meanwhile, we find out that Calypso is the girl that Davy Jones was in love with the whole time. Uh, that doesn't really pay off at all. Keith Richards is there for some reason. Oh, Keith Richards. What um, a pointless scene. He's not even uh, anyone. They don't even say... Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, he, it's not like, even, he literally is like, I'm Keith Richards. Oh, time to play guitar. It's like, that's really how that's it goes it. down. Like, this is kind of weird. They don't even really call any attention to the fact that he's, he is theoretically playing Jack Sparrow's father. Yeah, he actually is. Yeah, that's actually... Uh, he's like Hal's mom or something really fast. Yeah, that's stuff. the only one. It's more explicit in the second movie, in the fourth. Yeah, movie. it actually is right. Um, and I've been happy if it was just the fourth movie, honestly. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I, I don't know. He, oh, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Anyway, so if the whole thing comes to a close when they release Calypso, mm-hmm. and apparently her big punishment, she's like, "Oh, I must get, I must kill Davy Jones." But to kill him, I'm gonna create a huge whirlpool, which is gonna kill everyone here. I don't yes. know. Even though most people don't even get pulled into the whirlpool, except for those that steer towards it. Um, apparently you can just don't... ride the edge of a maelstrom for as long as you want without. Yeah, it also does. Yeah, it doesn't do anything apparently. Yeah. Um, besides, help you help you go fast, right? I mean, people so, actually swing across it from one ship to another. Right, it's never going down anywhere, or never taking anyone down. Uh, and so, um, also, she grows really big on the ship. I'm like, okay, cool. This might pay off in some way. She might bounce, you know, like storm around the sea and grab people. Then she turns into the crab and becomes a whirlpool and disappears. Um, basically, disappears. I mean... Yeah, she's like, oh, out there they do this to me, um, and then. Uh, as they're fighting, um, they're like, hey, Barboza, marry us. Because uh, he's ordained, I guess? I well, he's know. the captain of the ship. He can marry him. 
I really news to me too as well. Oh yeah, no, uh, Gavin, or not Gavin. Was it Gavin? Yeah, Gavin McCloud married people in Love Boat all the time. Logan, get get with it. Okay, it makes sense to me. Um, which actually, yes, Love Boat, Love Boat, in the world of Love Boat, it makes more sense. Right. Parts. Remember when Gavin McCloud captured that god? <laughs> yes, Calypso. Yeah, they went to the world's end. Yeah. Um, you realize you had to get up to go down. I believe it was. Yeah, that's all. Um, true. Anyway, uh, so he gets there and or she does the thing and they save everyone. Now they're married. And, um, oh, something bad just happened, Ryan. Uh, Will was stabbed. Oh, shit. This is getting really bad. But luckily, Jack Sparrow has, uh, right before he dies, he thinks of something quickly. Um, he's like, listen, you're dying, so why don't you stab the heart, and why don't you become the person, because it saves you. And by whatever new rules we've made up recently, in ten years, you can just come back and you're done with the job. And it doesn't matter that I guess this ship will no longer exist at this point. Well, can you come back in ten years? We should... Just, no one else seems to take over the job. So to make, to make, to be more clear, uh, he... And through a lot of convoluted crap, we learn that whoever stabs the heart of Davy Jones becomes the new captain of his ship, the Flying Dutchman, and then has to go through the job of taking people back and forth from Land of the Dead. Uh, we do say in the first movie, even though it's only very glossed over, or not in the first movie, the second movie, that Davy Jones can come back on land once every ten years. Um, he just doesn't do it. Uh, he always could if he wanted to, as long as he stands in a bucket of water. Well, yeah, that's true. That was kind of dumb. They, they probably could have just carried him around a lot then if you could have gone wherever you want to. Um, but, so, Johnny Depp was gonna, thinking about stabbing the heart himself because he likes the idea of being immortal. Um, but at the end, he lets Orlando Bloom stab it. Now Orlando Bloom is immortal, but he's also Davy Jones, so he has to do the job of like ferrying people back and forth from Land of the Dead, and he can only come back every ten years to have one night of awesome sex with Keira Knightley. Well, um, um, no, no, because no, he doesn't need to do that yet. Basically, his heart has just been ripped out. Um, and so he's a dead man, okay? And now his job is to carry other dead people across the blah, 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 right? Yeah. Uh, on the same day his heart is ripped out, he apparently gained super sperm, um, which I believe if you're dead, it's hard to get it on, but not in his case, Ryan. Okay. Because he goes and he impregnates uh, Kira Knightley. And he's like, hey, there's a baby for you. I'll see you in 10 years. Gotta do all the baby raising. See you, sucker. Um, which is a way to do it now that I think about he it. He does um, get it right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't. Maybe he didn't know that at the time. I, who knows? Um, anyway, he gets on the boat, and he goes off to whatever ending. If you want to actually know what the ending is, you have to wait till after the 17-minute-long credits to find out, which is dumb. They should just put it at the beginning. I mean, they should just put it into the movie. Well, the um, only ending is that he has a kid. I mean... Well, yeah, he comes back. He, comes he, well, back he, he makes it back in 10 years, right? Which, yeah. I mean, we did, wasn't even needed, I guess, when you think about it, I guess. Now, in pirate uh, times, people live to, what, 40? He doesn't have a lot of years left with her. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, good point. Well, she didn't age at all, which is a good That's thing. true. Uh, luckily, yeah. Um, it, I think it was just some 10-year-old she found, honestly. Um, <laughs> Probably. He's like, look. He's here. like, do you know the way to the cliffside by any chance? He's like, yeah, follow me. <laughs> Turns out dead people don't have sperm, okay? But look, yeah, just right. to make you feel better, here's a random kid. <laughs> Bottom for you. <laughs> Just take him with you. I don't Trains, like him anymore. Take him. And Jack has his beloved Pearl back. But oh wait, he doesn't um, because Gibbs fell asleep on the boat because he's goofy like that, Ryan and Lovable. And Barboza now has it, and Barboza's like, hey, remember that map Jack stole? Well, we're going to use it now to, or that I, he stole from a pirate lord, I think it was. Mm, yeah, um, one of the navigational charts. Yeah. It also shows you how to go to the Fountain of Youth. Let me just unroll it here and show it. Oh, no, that crazy Jack Sparrow. What's he up to? And Jack, who gets in his little dinghy, now has the other part of the map to get to the Fountain of Youth. Correct. Um, Leading into now, the fourth film. Yes. Now, when I'm seeing this in the theaters in the third one, and at the time everyone had promised this was it, um, they promised you. They promised me it was it. Uh, what was I thinking from Disney? That I really, honestly believe like that was it. And that's like a good like it kind of goes back to like a, a like a, the first film type way of ending things. Where it's like there's other ventures on the horizon. We just don't need to show them. You know? Right. 
Um, and so that in itself is an ending. However, I'm not happy at all with this movie, so don't get me wrong. Um, but that seems to like arrive back in a nice place like we had in the first film. Um, and it's almost to the point where like, eh, maybe that adventure would be a better one, but oh well, I'm glad this whole series is fi- finally freaking over. I was, uh, I was not happy with the Orlando Bloom becoming Davy Jones thing. No, I no, think no, that no. that yeah. was like no, a no. dumb ending for his character. This entire film is dumb. But the Jack Sparrow uh, ending was fine, yeah. Jack Sparrow ending was fine. Jack Sparrow, in retrospect, did very little throughout this entire uh, throughout the second and third one. Um, it seemed he had like one goal compared to everyone else, and he's frantic to get to it. But at the same time, he's playing too many sides for you to really care about him anymore. Yeah, uh, as a character. Exactly. That's a great point. I mean, he's like you never know whose side he's on. Right. And it's, it's just, like I don't care anymore. Right. Exactly. Um, and so I guess at the end of the movie, that's when he becomes Jack Sparrow again, where he's just not he's not burdened with all this crazy stuff he needs to be doing throughout the film. But it doesn't matter, because like I said, I did not at all like this movie, and that's when me and the Pirate series called it quits, and luckily it was all over anyway, and we're done with this thing. Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, at World's End, gets a three from me, and it deserves every single bit of that three, I think. Gets a four from me. Uh, my my biggest note here is boring. Yes. Uh, oh. Didn't care about anything that was going on, the intensely complicated plot lines, none of that. As I said before, every two seconds a character is changing what the movie's about, pitching their own idea for a new movie. Never, never clear what's going on. Full of filler that could have easily been cut. It's almost three hours long. And uh, all that Pirate Brotherhood stuff is, makes no sense. The last thing I wrote here is, enough with the damn monkey. Yes. Oh, Jack. Yeah. Oh, my oh, goodness. God. Which they at least make fun of in the fourth film. Yes. Now let's move this right along, Ryan. Right. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Uh, 2006 brought us at World's End. Okay. Um, and it seemed like pretty much a year ago is when we started seeing the first pictures from uh, On Stranger Tides. Mm-hmm. Like, Which this are was... the same pictures of Johnny Depp in the same costume we've seen yeah, forever. Exactly. Right, everyone was going nuts, I remember. I'm like, maybe they're just the same photos when someone took the production stills from the first film and they're showing you those. Right. Uh, but uh, no, so this film, it seemed like it was put into production quickly, done with quickly. Uh, there was some drama along the way. Apparently some big Disney guy that Depp was big friends with got fired. Then mm-hmm. um, For a while, it seemed like he refused to do the film, but he went ahead with it anyway. Um, there was uh, a lot of stuff that make, made this movie sound good, because early on, Depp was like, I will not do this unless we have a great script. Um, and I'm happy with everything, as long as we drop like these characters and everything, and we drop a lot of the filler that brought the second and third one down and try and make a standalone chapter in this series. Which he gets a, a little bit of a ways to do. I mean, he gets a fair amount of ways into, into doing that. I think, I think we're better off here in the fourth one, but let's, uh, let's cover a bit more ground here. Uh, so this finally does go into production, mm-hmm. um, and then complications arise because Penelope Cruz is like, I'm pregnant. Here's my sister Monica to do most of my acting. Uh, <laughs> really? So I, I don't didn't know, know that. that. Yeah, it's really, she actually is credited, too, at the end of the movie. Um, as well, like a double? Get, uh, used to do what? As a double? As a double, yes. She uh, In pretty much every shot where we saw all of uh, Penelope Cruz, we were looking at Monica Cruz. Oh, that's funny. Um, which who apparently her younger sister looks a lot like her. It's like the Linda um, Hamilton thing. Yes, right, right, right. So uh, so we got this. Okay, anyway, anyway, this movie goes into production, right, Ryan? I see the first trailer, and for the most part, it looks like just another Pirates of the Caribbean film, but I'm kind of excited based on what Depp has told me. Um, about him not liking the second and third one. He wanted this to happen in the fourth one, yeah. and it looks like it's going to happen. And I'm actually like slightly secretly happy with the fact that they're going after what was mentioned at the end of the third one. Um, keep some continuity. Of, yes, keep some continuity. Meanwhile, um, Disney comes out and says, uh, okay, we're dropping a lot of CG stuff for this one, and we want to make this one a more character-based chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at the end, what could they do to possibly top the huge special effects that were at the end of the third one? Yeah. Like, every, by the end of the third one, like, everyone was, like, everyone and everything was CG. Oh, yeah. Um, so we get a more, like, 
kind of straightforward approach with Pirates 4. They're trying to take it back to its roots. And here we go, Fountain of Youth. What happens, Ryan? So, right, yeah, we don't want to give away too much. Disney's done a pretty good job not doing it so far with this film. but Sure. So uh, with the Fountain of Youth, basically it uh, picks up kind of where the last one left off. Jack Sparrow is still uh, on the search for the, the Fountain of Youth. He ends up in London, though, to save Gibbs, who ends up who's in jail. So he has to do some... Some wacky hijinks to get Gibbs out of jail. Then they're going to go and try to find the Fountain of Youth. Well, he's uh, waylaid because he is arrested uh, and brought to see the king. And the king is like, hey, you know what the Fountain of Youth is. You know what I want to do? Find the Fountain of Goddamn Youth. Because the Spanish are looking for it, and I'm not going to be beaten by the Spanish. And, uh, oh, by the way, if you're going to go find the Fountain of Youth, uh, you know, you're going to be under the close watch of my top guy here. Here he is right now. And it's Jeffrey Rush, uh, who apparently Captain Barbosa has turned over to uh, to – the crown, he's got like, you know, a wig on, he's all, you know, everything. Uh, he's no longer, longer a pirate, he's gonna, you know, help right. them. So he's more of a pirate now than ever because he has a peg leg. Well, that's true, he lost <laughs> a leg at some right. point. Yeah. At some point, yes, uh-huh. So Jack's like, no problem, but then he runs uh, and uh, escapes and basically... Because it looks funny when he does. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> sort of runs off to, to try to find the fountain himself. Does he actually leave? The... Oh, okay, so he ends up, he runs off, but he hears that there's been a um, somebody impersonating him. Uh, who has been trying to get a crew together. So he tries to find out who's been impersonating him in London, ends up that it is uh, Penelope Cruz in a clever disguise. Um, she is like, yeah, and, you know, I'm just trying to impersonate you because uh, you have some clout or something. I forget exactly why. But, yeah, we, but we've met. That's the important thing. Yeah, exactly. So uh, half by trickery and half by agreement, uh, he ends up sort of joining with them and then sort of ends up press-ganged on the ship where Penelope Cruz is there. But it turns out Penelope Cruz is not the captain of the ship. The captain is her father, Blackbeard. Well, may or may not be her father, Blackbeard. Possibly right? her father, Blackbeard. Yes, Blackbeard. Um, we know that is... she has told him he's his father and Jack thinks it's a scam. I like the point out that Blackbeard probably should have been one of the pirate lords. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's like, it seems kind of obvious. If anyone, maybe not Jack Sparrow, maybe more Blackbeard, but... So we could have used one of the most feared pirate lords ever, but exactly. we chose this dead guy and this first mate. So they're all together, and they're all heading off on the grand adventure to find the Fountain of Youth. As uh, the trailer's hinted at, um, it need, they need uh, crazy things that um, only a Pirates of the Caribbean movie could supply, like a mermaid's tear. Did um, we have a Orlando Bloom uh, character there? There's a, there's a weird amount of religion in this film, I think, um, through mm-hmm. the character mm-hmm. of a missionary uh, who they just kind of stumble across and have with them for, throughout their journey. Um, and uh, there's a few other kinks in there too as well. I believe Ray and Dave were both there. Um, yeah. There are a few other kinks in the, in the mix too that kind of throw things up. Uh, and other things are going on, and it's basically a Pirates of the Caribbean film. But I'll tell you, Blackbeard. There's a bunch of Blackbeard, Jack Sparrow, uh, the King's people, the Spanish, and Gibbs are all always looking for the fountain. At least there's that. We're all we all have one singular goal. Is right. It's uh, from what's worth. It's basically straightforward, and yeah, we'll make a bit of this up, but we'll tell you the rules so we, you know we know what to stick to. They're, we're not going to add like additions to these, right? Yes. Um, well, right. Here's here's my thoughts. Okay. Go. We have at the beginning of this film, uh, uh, Jack Sparrow, uh, like impersonating someone, and it's a right away like this great introduction. I think a very classical Jack Sparrow moment. And we're kind of seeing what's going on in this film. Like, oh, this is kind of cool. We have him tied to a chair, and he wants uh, like a snack on the table. It's unreachable, right, Ryan? Mm-hmm. And so we have a lot of things going on here, and it looks like, oh, he's just winging it and you know, making it up as he goes along. He's funny. Um, I can already tell this is going to be a more Jack Sparrow-driven film. Yeah. Which it turns out I'm okay with that. If we don't have Will and Elizabeth there, that's cool, okay? Okay. Uh, we can make it more about him. There are other characters introduced. I think um, 
happily, uh, from my opinion at least, uh, they did not like throw in as many cameos from characters from the past films as I had hoped. I agree. That's a good. I, thing. I like was really like, please don't do that. I'm glad they didn't do that. Um, Blackbeard seems to uh, the actor itself is good. I think. Um, mm-hmm. People seem to have a clear motivation in this film. It's very straightforward. That's also, I think, a bit of its undoing because it's so straightforward and so non-CG, and it's weird because I'm the one sitting here saying we need a less CG Pirates film, that it's almost boring. Um, there's actually not enough going on here, I think. There's, uh, we have, it's still a pretty padded runtime too. We have uh, no skeletons this time. Uh, thankfully, no weird mutated sea people. Um, we have pretty just straightforward Pirates. There are some zombies thrown into the mix. Um, which never quite pay off. I oh think. yeah, those guys are called zombies. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, and it's pretty much straightforward. Them going to uh, the um, going to find the fountain of youth. Uh, there's a lot of filler, and I found myself spacing out while they're actually getting trying to get there. And then they get there, and it turns out they're obviously not even there yet. Uh, meanwhile, they're kind of being chased by the Spanish. Um, I think in a good way. They don't they don't give the Spanish too much uh, screen time. I think actually I do think that's a good thing. Uh, because I, I had uh, flashbacks to the East India Trade Company and the British in the past two, where we we got too much of those characters and like stupid motivations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, this one they're just like basically the Spanish one too. We have to get there before them. We know they're here already. Um, that sort of thing. Um, thoughts before I, I get into more details here? I don't think. Uh, I think you're right. It does come off as a little bit more unexciting, and I think that's not necessarily because it uh, was missing out in the side character aspect. I think it's um, more because there aren't enough turns in the plot. Like any, um, yeah, that's not, it's too straightforward, I think. Yeah, yeah, okay, so you're right. So any of the things that happen, any of the little side adventures that happen or the little changings of alliances, most of them end with things going back to how they were before that scene. Right, exactly. Um, so there aren't enough sort of fun moments where, where things get shaken up. Now, of course, when things get shaken up, I know I probably just complained about that in the previous film, when things get shaken up, I want to just know how they shook up and what everybody's motivations are. That's all I'm asking. And this is pretty clear. I, I think Jack's motivations were still a little unclear in this movie because yeah. sometimes you think he wants the fountain, sometimes he doesn't care about the fountain at all. He's not really sure he wants to live forever, and that's kind of a problem. The film does settle it in a very Jack Sparrow way, I think, but they should just make that clear from the beginning. That was his motive. I mean, that's what, how he wanted things to end up. I don't know. It's yeah. kind of weird. He does kind of go back and forth with that. But I think what they're looking for here, and I feel weird because this feels strange to me because I'm complaining about all the things that I would have wanted after seeing Pirates 2 and 3. Um, and so they, they gave them to me, but I think they gave them to me in abundance in this film. Well, um, and that's what dragged it out. I think that part of it too is, and first of all, I did actually overall think this movie was okay. I, I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, no, me too. We'll get to that. But, um, but I think that Sparrow struggles to carry a whole film on his own. I think that yes, he's it's... more of a side character and trying to carry the whole film. And the only thing he's got to back him up um, is really well. Blackbeard's great. Like those characters are great, but in terms yes. of a protagonist, we don't really view Penelope Cruz as a protagonist because I didn't. No, she's just kind of there, if anything. Yeah. So we really only have this missionary and the mermaid who have this sort of a brief love story, and that's not carrying the movie. For yeah, me. this gets kind of weird to the point that um, I don't. I, I really don't want to give anything away here, but they only seem to end up being in the movie to set up another film. Um, which I don't know if you, everyone's heard by this point, but it's going to happen. Depp signed up for a 2013-2014 release. So. There's a mermaid-related sequel planned? Yeah, well, the, wow. you know, I mean, I obviously we won't discuss it here, but you know, the way it ends, it definitely like leads those characters into future. I movies. just thought that was like, and now it's the last time we're going to see them. Like, I felt that like that was an ending. I don't quite understand what 
her plan was. Honestly. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. All right, yeah. That's why we have a sequel in the works. Uh, I'm sure with their characters. Otherwise, their characters seem to be in the movie for no apparent reason whatsoever. I thought they were kind of stuck in there, dragging the runtime down. Um, uh, good things, like we said, uh, a lot of stuff that made the first two so bad are gone now. Uh, or I'm sorry, the second two so bad are gone. Uh, uh, it moves along. It tells at a, a pretty, complete story. Yeah, it, it does tell a complete story. There are definitely some things thrown in there to uh, to promote some sequels. Um, we have, uh, we've luckily, I don't know, everything I'm saying, everything good about this movie is stuff that was bad about the past two movies, I guess I could say. It just encompasses it all right there. Um, but it does, it does Dragon Parts, I think. Uh, there's not a, there's not too many villains to make this film right. Um, Barboza and Jack uh, need to get together sooner, and they finally do towards the end. And it's actually, it's good once they get them. When they That's do. really when it turned for me, and I started enjoying the movie yes. more, is when yeah. they got together. And... Yeah. I don't want to give too much away, but Barbosa reveals his true character motivation, and that finally I'm like, wow, how refreshing that a character has clear, personal, believable motivation for their actions. Right. That really turned it around. Now I was like, I want Barbosa to be the character, the main character of the movie. Like for me, he was it after that point. I wanted to see what happened with him. Um, and I, this is the most I found myself laughing at Pirates film since the first one too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good time. It's a good popcorn summer film, I think. Um, but let's all be honest here; they really should have stopped after the first film. It, um, we've, it's Pirates Overload. Yeah, it really is. And it's the weird thing is each one of these new films is like the new number one film, obviously. It breaks some sort of record or something like that. But honestly, how, why do people keep seeing these films? It's, I think it's a really weird thing because I, I don't know. There are people, I guess, that enjoyed the second, third, and now the fourth one? It's, it's like a roller coaster. You know, it's like people are like, look, I just know kind of what I'm going to get, and it's the only thing out. I just want to see something. Like they're, they, they're okay if it just because they're comfortable with – the film. I mean, they know what they're getting, and that's why they're okay. I don't know. I felt like most series, like Back to the Future, maybe even Star Wars to a point, offered something new with each sequel, but mm-hmm. they've refused to do this for the pirate films. It's all. It's just going to be Jack Sparrow being Jack Sparrow again. In fact, people just seem this, to see these films for Jack Sparrow, and don't get me wrong, that's a great character, and Giant Depp does an amazing job at it. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, he's like the, you know, what if we give the, if I give the third one a three and you give it a four, a lot of that is probably for, for his performance, if mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Partially, yeah. But yeah, I agree, but I think it's like people are like, look, I don't I have no plan. I don't I do not even know what's out. I just want to go see a movie. What's out? Oh, okay. This one is one I'm not going to have to think about. I'm not going to cry at the end. I'm not going to feel dumb because I don't get it like Inception. Like, great. I'm just going to see Pirates. I know exactly what I'm going to get. And that's fine. Like, you know, and it is fine. Whatever. Yeah. Well, bottom line for me with this film, Ryan, is uh to, to use a analogy for the sea here, right? Mm-hmm. I feel this film is pretty strong and at the very beginning, and at the very end, and the middle, it's pretty soggy. Okay. Much like a hot dog that's fallen in mustard. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's fallen salty in sea dog, if you will. Dear. So what's your rating on this? Uh, my rating for um, Stranger Tides is a 5. I think it is about as mediocre as you can get for a pirate sequel. My rating is a 6. I thought it was a little bit above mediocre. I feel like, we, you know, people, we don't plan this ahead of time, or even talk really about our mean, ratings, but I, we're always... <laughs> One we just found off. out. This, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I, that's yeah. I can see you landing there. It is definitely an improvement over that. Compared to like the second and third one, it should probably be like an eight or nine almost. So much better than those other sequels. Um, but there are there are those moments. Okay, this is how you do it though. There's moments tossed in to imply sequels and like, hey, you know, we'll get around to that. But not to the point where it's like pretty much right. Like we cut off right in the middle of an act. Yeah. To tell a story next in the, in the next one. It's a very um, satisfying ending. It does, and there's no there's no big surprises along the way. So you will, I think I think you'll still have a good time. With everything going on, there's some great performances this time too. If anything, I thought Penelope Cruz was oddly cast. Um, because was there a reason for her to really be Spanish? 
No, I don't. I don't. When she actually does, gets a chance to meet other Spaniards at some point in the film, it never pays off. It's like maybe she'll get find some way to get them out of this. Right. No. Um, but, yeah. No. But Sp- that's racist, Logan. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. I, I. I don't think so. I think they just. And I don't. I didn't. Maybe the Penelope Cruz was the biggest star they could get. Like I don't think she's particularly a draw right now. Is she opening movies, Penelope Cruz? She was just did last thing I saw her in was like Banditas with. Um, oh no, no, same director. Uh, nine wasn't uh, that it? Yeah, Rob same Marshall? director too. Yeah, Ron Marshall, right? Didn't he oh, she wasn't nine. That's right. That was a good movie. That's probably the only reason she's in this movie now. I think about it. Yeah. Um, but they were smart enough also to the new the characters they did bring back were characters that we liked anyway. Like Gibbs, for example. Yes. Is his Smitty? Gotta have Gibbs. Uh, yeah, he's good because he's got amazing chops. But for it. the most part, they dropped the monkey. They made one reference, or actually two, to the monkey, and then Jack Sparrow was like, I hate that monkey. And I'm like, good, me yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, me too, although the monkey will definitely appear in sequels now. Uh, actually, he specifically said that monkey's so annoying, which I think is true. Right, right, yeah. Uh, and, they made, and they didn't bring back the, the wacky pirates with the, the bald one and the one with the missing eye. I was like, good, I've yeah, had enough of them. I was really happy about that, yeah. Uh, but once again, we got plenty of sequels now to exploit and destroy all the goodwill they've built with this one. Totally. So we'll see. I guess we'll be reviewing them for you guys on our episodes number 2013 and 374. Has he already signed on? Jack's, uh, Johnny Depp's yeah, already really signed did. on? Yeah, he did. I read it Sunday. Uh, last Sunday. Um, uh, Depp has signed on. And, uh, you know, after all this, it's funny because after all this uh, talk and goodwill from Johnny Depp about how he wanted a strong uh, script, I don't know if it's true or not, but I read on IMDb that they started filming this before the script was even completed. I mean, that makes total sense. Anyway. Oh, well. Writers, so they kind of reproved that they could bring back the magic of the first film. What were they thinking in the second, third one? I guess you keep your story to one film. That's going to be a big help. I think so, big people. Yeah. Uh, um, anyway, okay, so that's the show this week. Uh, Criticalin.com. Uh, yeah. Facebook. Uh, Twitter and iTunes. Yeah, awesome. All great places to find bands that are good. Right. <laughs> I, I, my post tomorrow is about bands. Things like that. Criticalin.com. Bands you like. <laughs> by Logan Lee. <laughs> by Logan. Uh, it's not a great post. I'm just going to tell uh, you ahead of time. The, the California grapes from those commercials. <laughs> California grapes. Uh, the Noid. That was in their younger days. Then they later matured in California grapes. They're earlier, funnier The works, Noid. Yeah. All your bands are 80s commercial <laughs> icons for some reason. The Noid should totally been in a band with Billy Idol. It's uh, crazy. I keep avoiding that band, you know? <laughs> the Noid and Billy Idol. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're called. Oh, man. Forget right. New Kids on the Block and Backstreet Boys. The Noid and Billy Idol is the team up I want to see. Done. Already forgotten. Uh, all right, Logan. Well, until next week, uh, shiver your timbers. Yes, we'll be actually back in two weeks um, with X Men First Class. We're getting back to the comic books, which might not be a good thing for me after Thor, uh, but I have high hopes for X Men First Class. And this was such a long show that we we decided that next week you don't want another one anyway. No, you're you're tired of us clearly. Do yourself a favor, like stop. You, if you saw the runtime for this show, just make sure you stop it about halfway, and you can listen to it the, the second part in a week. This, sh- like a- <laughs> this show is about as long as that third movie should have been. Yeah, it's exactly an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Okay, well, Ryan, I'll see we're going to cut the shit out of this show. It's going to be even <laughs> shorter. <laughs> Forty-five minutes. Right. Perfectly. The Damn Leak of the Ride. That's what I want my Pirates film to be. Right. If you can't explain the plot to me during the ride, Pirates of the Caribbean, I don't want to see the movie. Uh, well, I'll see you in two weeks, Ryan. Hey, see you then, Logan. Bye-bye. Bye. Music. 
by Kevin McLeod.